Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, the first question we have uh, is about parenting. So the uh, this sister, Sister Vera, was asking a question, saying, uh, greetings. Uh, the purpose of my email is that i like to know what does the Lord expect a parent to be and to do. This is a basic question. The desire for the answer burns within my soul. Can you help me get answers? I know as parents we are to train our children in God's way and not our own way. Again, what does the Lord expect a parent to be and to do? Okay, I've given uh, this is email, you have to remember, and we have answer already given by email, but we're going to expand on that. My wife will read the section on the answer given, and then she may elaborate further on the right from there. And that's it's more like a summary since it's an email, but then we want to expand on that, which so she, she has more input to give. Well, go ahead. At the first answer given to this question is that first and foremost, parents are custodian of God's children. Therefore, parents are going to be reporting to God how they raise those kids. Those children are not the property of the parents, but are given to them by God to be guardian for them. And the first example we can say we, we, we see from the Bible yeah. is that of Abraham. Yeah, before you go further, let's see the Bible verses what I also give it. I quoted Psalm 127 verse 3 that says, Children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And then in Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6, I also said, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And also in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, if they are not doing the money things that was said, you can really go ahead and start talking on what you want, what you want to explain here. Yeah. yeah, that the first example of parenting and God's, uh, God's uh, desire, God came and told Abraham. He was actually counting on Abraham and said, I know Abraham, and I know he's going to guide his children to know God. So that's number one thing that we know, that God expects us as parents to lead and to guide our children to know him. And uh, as we know, you know, children have a different stages. The first stage, when a child is born, a little baby, we care for the baby, we carry the baby, and we also can start right from that early stage, even though it may look like this baby, may, they don't talk, they don't know much, but their spirit can be educated. We can start from right from the first day that a child is born and start reading the word of God to them. We can also be praying, praying for them, very, very important, and praying in front of them. Okay, that's good. Here is uh, in that 
some of the comments that was placed in Psalm 127 verse 3 said, well, you can search the Bible for every place where it mentions fathers. It addresses fathers, which include mothers also, to show good example and not show the kids in the fear and admonition of God. Which you see in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Then in, verse, in the Proverbs 22, 6, he also said, another comment given here was that, you ask what God expects of the parents. So the parents must be a living example before the children in everything. So if parents are not obedient to God, they are transferring the disobedience to the children also. And then the last comment that was put there said, when the Bible says, husbands, love your wives, Ephesians 5, verse 25, and wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord, Ephesians 5, verse if they are not doing the Bible, they are teaching rebellion by their examples. What you say to the children is not enough. It's more, it must be lived before them. So we are a pieces read of all men, and we are read first and foremost by our children. Therefore, we parents must do our best to live as example of a believer before the children, as also we teach and train them by words. We are doing it for the Lord. Let's talk about that. What do you, what do you say about that? About you are doing this thing for the Lord. Explain, explain further on that. For example, the example of uh, Abraham that uh, we first gave, we remember that Abraham had been longing to have a child and he had to wait so many years. So when this child was born, Abraham and Sarah, they, they, they acknowledged that the Lord has given them Isaac. And it was, they were told that it was a promised child. So when kids are born to this war, they are from the Lord. And the parents are like guardians to guide them. Like we said earlier, that, you know, right from when a child is born, reading the Bible to them, uh, uh, praying, you know, for them. And as they continue to grow, the Bible reading so that the children know. That's how we know too. That's how we grow. We grow to know the Lord by reading his word. Examples in the Bible, we are reading it, and we are also going to be teaching them to the children, especially in this day and age. Uh, right now, we know where we live, unlike before, that you know parents can have some influence even in their school, go to school, read to the children, pray. All of those things have been removed. You know, it's only the, the home right now that has the ability to establish these children to have the fear of God in them. And it is really, really important for parents to take it very, very seriously. Because there are a lot of books right now that have been introduced to the schools that are teaching totally the opposite of what the Word of God says. So when a child is brought up, Knowing the truth, the word of God, the Bible, is the truth. And it's a foundation that should be taught at home, be established. And like my husband has said, we do not only reading, not only uh, uh, saying it, but also living it. And children, as they are growing up, they can see the result of, you know, all of this. Nobody, everybody loves good things. So when they see that, you know, whatever it is, is being taught to them, they practice it and they can see the result of it. There are a lot of things in the Bible that are, uh, uh, if you do this, 
there's a reward, there's a blessing that, that follows. Example that the Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. In the Lord. For this is pleasing to the Lord. And when you do it, it will make you to have a long life, to live long. So a lot of examples in the Bible is like once we know them, we practice them, there's a result, there's a reward that follows. Okay. Now we were we the the point that we were describing you just now say something about we are doing it for the Lord. Where does that how do we get to know that? Because the Bible said everything, all thing you do, Apostle Paul makes it say, do it as unto the Lord. Even when you are raising the children, they are not your children, they are the children of the Lord. He said they are heritage of the Lord. That God is inheriting these children and you are raising them up for the Lord. So then you are doing it for the Lord. So take it seriously, like my wife said. And then the other, the other scripture said something in Malachi chapter 2 that said, for God seek a holy, a godly seed. That is, when he was talking about divorce, really, that's what he was saying. He said, and he did not, did not he make what else, Malachi chapter 2, from verse 15 is what I'm reading. And did not he make one, talking about husband and wife, yet had he the residue of the spirit. And wherefore one, that he might seek a godly seed. The godly seed is the children that you are being produced from the marriage. So God actually has a purpose for sending children to the world and he put them under our caretaking. We are the parents. So you are the caretaker for God's seed. So take it seriously. It's a responsibility. I say God is seeking a godly seed. So if you are ungodly, there's no way you can raise a godly seed because you are showing them what you are and that's what they are going to copy. So you better be godly yourself, following the Lord and then the children will watch what you are doing. That's the practical example along with what you are saying, telling them to do. Praise the Lord. And then, what is, there's another section that said, in Ephesians chapter 5, let's read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, that we have pointed out. This is Apostle Paul's letter about uh, how to, what we do to, to raise children, or how we should Present ourselves before the Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. I think you have already mentioned that. Let's see, what did he say? Okay, that's talking about the, the husbands and the wives. Then, what did he say? Children obey your parents for this is right. That's she chapter 6. Oh. Chapter 6 of Ephesians, chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the law, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Now we are talking about that's for to the children. But the question is for what do we parents need to do? What is our responsibility? And that your responsibility is here in chapter verse 4 of that same Ephesians, chapter 6 said, And ye fathers, and when he said fathers, that includes mothers. You have to remember the person that, write, that wrote this question is a woman, so she's, she's a mother. So the fathers are the responsibility is put. Everything in the Bible is always directed to the fathers. Why? Because he, at the end of the house, is to make sure that this thing is going right. So it may be the mother that is implementing it, almost like in, in business. You have the CEO, but you have the manager that are actually getting the job done. See? 
So the mothers are implementing some of these things, or most of these parenting, but the responsibility is given to the father. So if you are a father that's listening, it is your responsibility to make sure this thing is done right. The mother may be the one implementing it, but you are supervising it just like a, a, in, the, in the office work. So that's why he said, and ye fathers, he said, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So that is our responsibility. Don't provoke them to wrath. Now let's talk about teenage years because it looks like in that question, this woman mentioned, asked a question about teenagers. I mean, people that have that age are a serious issue when it comes to raising the children, the teenagers can be a real issue. But see, what can you say about that? You must have started earlier. If you don't start when they are little, there's a proverb that said that um, you, I mean, it's the African proverb that said, from little is when you can trim the branches of a big tree, a roko tree. So this want to, want to, what do they call this? You want to trim iroko tree is when they are still small that you trim it so that you are shaping the way you want it to be so the same way when you raise up a children you better start when they are young when like my wife said when they are born you can begin to even talk to them they are hearing they are listening you are talking to their spirit you are praying and then you are instructing the word of god and by the time they, you you lead them to you yourself to go to church not to lead them in the way of the lord then when they are getting to teenage years, he said, train up a child in the way that he should go. When he is old, that's beginning from that teenage years, he will not depart from it. Sometimes it looks like they are departing, but your prayer will bring them back. Very important. What, what more do you want to say about that one? Also, uh, in regard to the guidance that we parents are to give to the children, you know, we set some... Uh, some 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 boundaries for the children for example there are some homes where kids are allowed to go spend uh sleep sleep overnight right in their friend's place so as a christian home if people set a standard right from the first born that you know your 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 friends are allowed to come over you are allowed to go ahead and visit your friends as well but you don't sleep over in people's home you stay those are those are uh, boundaries that you know this is what we do and like we're saying we are not uh, 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 doing it for our own benefit but we are using the example of the word of God what does God expect from you as a child so that you can grow up and be healthy, healthy adult, grow up into a very healthy, responsible adult. So there are certain things we will tell the children not to do. Why? Because it may not be healthy for them. And as they grow up and they can see the difference between themselves and their friends or, 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 or classmates, then they know that the path that they have chosen or has been are paved for them is the best way and when they also grow up they desire to do the same to their own children as well praise the lord Amen. Yeah, let's read your chapter psalm 127 verse 3 that we quoted already it said lo children are, are an heritage of the lord 
and the fruit of the womb is his reward. So they are heritage of the Lord. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Happy is the man that has his, his, his quiver, that's the bag he put arrows full of them. So it's not, now when you talk about that, you say the generation that we are in, many people just want to reduce, they want to family planning, they are killing, they are aborting their baby before they were born. Those are contrary to the plan of God. And that you cannot be doing that and be expecting the blessing of the Lord because those are even cost in the Bible. Because there's no reason for anyone. We don't even need to discuss that. I say, believer in Christ, abortion is evil. Because God told Jeremiah, I know thee before you were born. And he said, I have ordained you to be a prophet of the Lord, even when you were in your mother's womb. So when was that? Is this after he was nine months there? No, before he was born. God said, yeah, I already know. So if God knew us before we were born, we were with him. The spirit that is coming into the world, <laughs> don't take it, see, don't take it lightly and think you can just have body. It's not your body. As well, if we, like, like some ungodly women say, they are body, they can do anything they like. No, no, no. If you are a believer, though, the Bible says we are no more our own. We are bought with a price. If you are not a believer, you are, of course, on your way to hell. If you are not a believer in Christ, every sin is, whatever you do it, or you, whether you do this little or the big one, you are still a sinner. But you can come to Christ and you'll be forgiven of all you have done. Even if you have committed murder, and you come to Christ today, you are forgiven and you can start a new life in Christ. But if you are a believer, you have been born again, you are no more your own. So you cannot say your body is your own and try to abort. You know, it is evil. Number one, there should be no reason for that because if you know that this is an heritage of the Lord, he said the fruit of the wound is his reward. Someone say, well, I was not planning for this. I didn't have time for this. I didn't. Well, some oh, people will tell you that if you don't plan for this, then you keep yourself in abstinence, even your husband and wife. If you don't plan for this, you are not ready for any more children or any children at all, then you is abstinence. You see. Those are all the precepts of the word of God. But when it's given to you, it says it's a reward of the Lord. A reward. So if a man is trying to see unbelieving men say, Oh gee, we can't afford you up to our boy, you say, No way. This is what the Bible said. It's a reward of the Lord. So these are all the principles of the Lord, the word of God has given to us in the scriptures. And then it is your responsibility to raise these children for the Lord. Just think of Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. What people will say, had the baby out of wedlock because he has not, she was not married yet. The angel have to tell Mary that this is from the Lord. Okay. But if it's in our generation, they will be so shameful. No, so shameful. Well, even in their generation, they would have been so shameful. They would have wanted to, have to do something about this. They say, this is from the Lord. So those are all the things we have to keep in mind when it comes to raising children. Remember, it is the Lord's blessing and the Lord's gift. And we have nothing to do. I just to thank the Lord for it and do our best to raise them right. Even when you are doing that, you say, except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that build it. So it is the Lord that we are working for and is going to help us to raise those children in the way of the Lord, and to keep them in the way of the Lord so that they do not go astray at all. It is just trusting the Lord by prayer, 
and doing your best. Don't over, over abuse, you know, like people talk about discipline and so on. You need to do it in love, not in anger, because they can get on your nerves when they are doing something wrong. But you got to be able to be patient because the Lord is patient with us also. We are not there, we believe, we are like children to Him. Even though no matter who we are, we are still children to the Lord. So He is patient with us. So we have to be patient with these children and pray for patience and long suffering. When it looks like they get us mad and people want to almost spank them too hard, you've got to do it in love. Those are part of the discipline. Say, what is our responsibility as parents? To bring them up so that you can see the fruit of your labor and be praising God in the end. After you are now old, they will be there to help you. They will be here to minister to you. That's part of the reward that your parents have that have done a good job. The children will remember. Many children in their generation, they even remember the bad things their parents did to them. But if you have done everything right and done it with the help of the Lord, they will remember the good things more than the bad things. But there are always some things that are not that good that we have done. Are there too much spanking? But I say, remember that you are doing it. So that's why we have to remember we are doing it for the Lord. So don't overspank. Correct with words and sometimes with rod. Like the Bible said, spare the rod, she spoils child. A boy, it was the prophet that said it. He said it. He said, withhold not correction from the child. If thou beated him with the rod, he will not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shall, shall spare his soul, deliver his soul from hell. That should be in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 13 or something like that. So, these are all the things that are our responsibility in answer to this question of this. Uh, Sister that wrote the question. Any other comment for me before we wrap it up? I think we have. Yes. Uh, I think we've covered most of the, because the, what she really wanted to know is uh, God's expectation of us as parents, what, what to do? What, what do we need to be doing? And we've covered that by emphasizing that we need to be a good example, you know, both at home, and when we are outside with these children. And sometimes too, part of the good example that we set for the children is to, if we miss it, there's nobody that will say they don't miss it. You make a mistake, if the parents, are the children are there and they witness it, it's our responsibility to show them that yes, as human beings, people make mistakes. People still do certain things wrong, but when we do that, what do we do? We correct it and we align ourselves back to how we're supposed to be. So those are things that children can see and they can, they can pick up that, oh yeah, it's, it's not too bad because they're gonna, maybe they're drinking their, their milk or something, they drop the cup, this milk spill all over. And we say, it's okay, it happens. Even adults too, we drop cup of water, we break glasses, we break cups sometimes, and we clean them up. But next time, what are we going to do? We're going to be very careful because we know this and that can happen. So we teach children learn all of those as they are growing and they are watching that, yes, we can miss it. Yes, we can make mistakes. Yes, we can say something that we don't mean and correct ourselves. Because that's the way our Heavenly Father takes us to. We are children of God. God is always in God. What to mark, what we do wrong, we don't do right, 
None of us will be, will be here. But we know that our God is compassionate, is merciful. When we miss it, we can always go to Him and ask for forgiveness and then quickly come back and be doing what God wants us to be doing. And that's a good point because He said, uh, when we miss it, we come to the Lord and repent. And that is a point that we need to also remind parents. Don't be, don't be, don't be afraid, don't be too proud to apologize because you are teaching the children that it is okay to apologize when you do something wrong. To say you are sorry, even if you are, let's say you did something, a, let's say a, a child did something, you don't know which of these children did it, and you think it is you, and you whack this child, and you say, no, it's not me, mama, it's not me, me, mama, it's not me. And then the other one finally confessed. You should apologize to the one you have spanked wrongly and say, oh, I'm sorry, honey. I jumped to conclusion. That you are, you are not being say, I'm, you are, someone say, I'm belittling myself. No, you are belittling yourself before the child. No, you are teaching the child to know that when she did something wrong, when she jumped to conclusion and did something wrong, she needs to be humble enough to apologize to the person he or she has offended or done wrong. So very important that we parents better learn to be humble even sometime before this year because we are teaching them you know, character. So that is another thing that just comes to my mind when it comes to we do sometimes we blow it and we do something wrong and we want to correct it. Yeah, we also show the child that no, it's good to correct it. If it is correction, it's to do restitution or restitution. We have to do it that way. If the correction is to say I'm sorry to the person we offend, we also apologize. If it is the child that we offend, don't say, oh, it's just my child, can do whatever I like. No, you apologize, you are teaching the child that it's okay to apologize for what you have done wrong. And then she will, or he or she will now be able to know that she can apologize to her little, little brother or his little brother or his little sister. Why? Because that is the example the parents have been showing. They didn't think, well, I'm the big one there, I can do whatever I like. And if you know that you did it wrongly, you spank the wrong person or something like that, you want to say, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I jumped to conclusion. And so the girl or the boy will then know that, yeah, they are training them to learn to be, to show responsibility that they can be wrong and they have to apologize. And the Lord will honor that. That's very important that I just want us to remember that. And we thank the Lord for that. That will be the end of this discussion about parenting. And next time we do some other questions. There are so many questions that have come in. This is just one of them. And then we go to some other one that may not be on parents, that may be more on topics, doctrines, and so on, from the audiences that are sending them in. And keep sending all your questions in through, go to our website, gospeldistribution.org. That's the website. And from there, you can actually send email for your questions. Or you can even go to the short form of Gospel Distribution Evangelical Association, is the full name, Gospel Distribution Evangelical Association. But the short form for that website is G-D-E-V-A for Evangelical Association. G for Gospel, D for Distribution, E-V-A, Evangelical Association, .org. There you can get to many other pages that we show you many other sermons, 
You can even see somebody's question and answers on, on those websites. You go deeper. And then you can also send email of your own questions to us of anything that you want to ask about topics on, on life, topics about the scriptures, because most of these are questions about the scriptures that your parents are, that believers are, have wanting questions or answer about, and we just give the answer as the Lord has given us the enlightenment. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen.